All right, we are hyped to introduce you all to Kalen and Greg from Wheelchair Sports Camp, some of Denver's dopest musicians, some of the best people you could ever have a hotel sleepover with, and also some of the most like with it and real activists out there. Like they're all of that in, in an incredible package, and um, yeah, we just can't wait to introduce you to them because we want we want we want to bring light to these folks that we think everybody should know. And Kalen and Greg are two of those folks, so I hope you enjoy. Okay. This is only two chords on Okay. We're doing a podcast. A podcast. Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. Podcast. Oh yeah, doing a podcast. Podcast. Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. Sports camp. You guys are friends of ours, but you're also in an incredible band. Um, and Greg, you're also in another band called Rubedo, so we know you through music. Yeah. Um, but y'all also are incredibly involved in an organization uh, where, Kaylin, you're really involved in an organization that we helped found many years ago and that since has taken on this incredible life um, called Youth on Record. Yeah. Uh, you teach classes. Represent, represent. You teach a, you're part of a group uh, effort called Fem Power that happens on weekends that's um, specifically for for girls and, and female identifying folks and non-gender binary folks who right. want to do make music together in a space um, yeah. and you do all kinds of stuff yeah um, you also recently made the news for doing a sit-in at Senator Cory Gardner's office um, that's the Colorado senator who um, was planning on voting for the health care can I cuss on this? Repeal. Yeah, of course. Try, 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 <laughs> try to see, see what happens. <laughs> who's a bitch? <laughs> Cory Gardner, our senator, who's a bitch. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to my apartment. Um, it's funny, we like do know each other, and we have like lived together for a month, but I don't think y'all have been to my apartment like this. I've never been to your apartment ever. See? I've been here. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, I wanted to place all these classic game systems because you, I over here I'm looking at a Nintendo Classic in pristine condition. I'm sorry, not classic because that makes you think it's the, the Walmart thing. The actual original, original NES, NES, and then right next to it the rarely seen Sega Genesis, right. then the N64 and a PS2 and a Wii. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rolling deep. I yeah. said, did you guys used to have Sega Channel? What was? Oh wait, wait, wait. wait. You're bringing back old memories. What, what was that? It was year? like this thing you plugged it into like your cable for yeah. a minute, and you could have any game, any Sega game, or like not any Sega game, but they like yeah. change it up. I looked down. My dad worked for the cable company, so we got like Sega Channel for free. So I was like, I gotta get a Sega. That was my system. <laughs> it was so the channel went with the the controller. You yeah, to... or you just put it. You plugged it in like you would plug in a game, but it and it plugged into your cable system. Yeah. It was kind of like a pre-internet. Yeah, it's like an early GameFly type of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
This is Kaylin and Greg from Wheelchairs <laughs> and, and we play a lot of games. <laughs> Actually, I never play those yeah, games. I never seen I can't get rid of them. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the things you like. If, if anybody were here, they're not plugged in. No. <laughs> the PS2 is. But they look cool. They look dope. It's what? like an art thing. It's yeah. like a yeah. it's a conversation starter. It's a music. Music. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what what do you do with all your free time then if you don't do that, Kaylin? I listen to way too much bad music. <laughs> I, just didn't think, I didn't think you had I free time. I listen to way too much trap. <laughs> just kidding. I listen to a lot of music though. And I clean up after these goddamn cats all the time. They just fuck shit up all the time. They do. I'm kind of scared sometimes when people buy our merch. I hope they're not allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> I am allergic to cats. <laughs> By the way, and you have bought our merch. I have. So you guys have a new album out, and I have to confess to you, I haven't heard it because when I bought it, I instantly broke it. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I bought it at the CD release, and it's amazing because the. Oh the yeah, album I remember you were just becomes, holding it. Yeah, I was broke it in my face. Said thanks. <laughs> yeah, like take that. The this album's is amazing. It folds down to this like cardboard. Oh, snap. <laughs> the CD fell out immediately onto the ground right after I bought it. Are you yeah, something to say about the packaging being small yeah. I thought it was amazing. I loved the packaging. <laughs> I loved the physical CD, which I still have. Cool. Um, I, I heard one of the songs recently, and I thought it was so good. I know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think well, I could probably hook you up with a new one. It's cool. <laughs> it's so? not like yeah. I've heard y'all's new album on Spotify, you know, but it's cool. So we're here to basically <laughs> get mad at each other for not hearing each other's albums. Yeah. Oh, we heard your album. Well, yeah, we yeah. heard your album. We don't have the physical. We didn't Hulk smash no CDs. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like y'all's album is available on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. But do you use Spotify? Do you use all that stuff? You know, I I I didn't for such a long time. Because I was really they they don't pay artists fairly. It's like it's really easy to see the shift of like they grabbed a hold of like, okay, now artists are used to making nothing for yeah. the record, so let's just take advantage of that. And it's like one of those, you know, many things we see in thing in capitalism, problems with capitalism is like they, the CEOs are making great money and yeah. all the artists are getting a, a third of a penny per play, which right. just doesn't yeah. equate. I get all my music on iTunes, yeah. but I don't do it because I'm trying to support other <laughs> artists. I do it because I'm too lazy to figure out all the new systems. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I haven't, I don't, I've never used Pandora. Even, I've never used, did you guys even, I know it's not new anymore, but. Did you notice like on iTunes, like once they changed it from being like they changed it to like Spotify, yeah. But it used to be like you could buy an album for ten bucks. Yeah. I literally saw like the numbers of like my like monthly statements of making money go down substantially mm. when Apple changed from um, to Apple Music to Apple yeah. Music from uh. just being a more of like a record store kind yeah. of type service. Am I the only person that uses iTunes just to buy albums? No, I do. Do you do that still? Yeah, I do too. That's, That's the only way I buy music. Because really? then it's on my phone, and I uh, don't have to have the internet. And Apple Music is just streaming? Yeah. Nah. It's well, yeah, but you can still... I don't have Apple Music, and I buy CDs. I guess you I had to buy Lemonade. Home. I had to have, like... I yeah. had to have every... Bit. I had to have the whole movie, you know? Yeah. So you have Tidal? No. <laughs> you can buy it on Apple Music? But did it? Oh, you... iTunes. You bought it on VHS? iTunes. iTunes. I thought you could get it on <laughs> iTunes. I got it on iTunes. $18. Ooh. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Bill Todd, we're talking a little bit about the music industry, but what I want to know is, like, when did y'all know that you were going to be tight? When, when, uh, when, when, when was that time? Well, we go way back. Yeah. It's funny because we, we both grew up in Denver, mm-hmm. and like I like Kaylin didn't know me, but I knew Kaylin because of her snazzy wheelchair. <laughs> like so, I would always well, you, you follow you. people around with wheelchairs. Yeah, if, if I see someone in a wheelchair, I'm just like, want to be their friend? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's that a groupy asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just love me with some wheelchairs. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but I uh, my I had a band, and actually Kyle from Rubedo was in it too. When in high school, called ADD, it was just like a punk rock like band you know um and we both kaylin and i both ended up at the same rec center that threw shows teen center, teen center. but it was like a rec center they had like well you know it was like a teen center were you teens at the time we were anderson teens. park so it was acceptable for you to be there we might have been even younger than teens no, no. So you were ambitious. i think i was four, 13 14 yeah. middle school yeah wow and we I, we were we we would go hang out there because us and the other bands would play there. It was like one of the only few places you could play in Denver that you could be under sixteen or yeah. twenty one. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember seeing a band that called Fletch that was like older than us, and it was like the first time I ever saw a band. They were actually playing at Cafe Euphrates, which was like another yeah. spot mm-hmm. um, that would throw shows. And those guys, I remember seeing them. There was like five people there, and I was like. Man, you can actually have a band like and play shows like, like, and you don't have to play to like thousand people. Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and right, then right. I went to see them at that that Wheat Ridge Teen Center, and Kaylin was there. And I remember the singer made kind of like an offhand joke, like, "Oh, th- this girl was at our last show. That's why she's in a wheelchair." And I, <laughs> I could tell he felt bad like immediately when he said that because he was probably like a twenty-one right. year old guy. I don't remember. Any of this. <laughs> and I just remember like Maybe my heart you. dropping. I was like, "Damn, it was you, though. You went to that teen center. <laughs> it was you definitely me. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't mess this up. <laughs> but we, uh, but yeah. And then I, I remember seeing her there. And then I remember though, because I was like, ah, oh, when he said that, I was like, oh, that was not cool, you know. And then he went over and talked to her after the show. I remember that, and I was like, and I think they were. For mutual friends of my cousin, but I got suckered into the teen center all the time because my cousins were like a couple years older than me, and they hung out at the skate park over there and listened to punk rock and like they were friends with that Fletch. I do remember the name Fletch, so I might have been at more of their shows. I don't really know. I wasn't into it, but I would. <laughs> but anyways, long story long, that's the first time I like we like I ever saw. Kaylin, mm-hmm. and then we ended up going to college together. Which but I we, also don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, she didn't remember me for shit. We were in like so many classes together. And then he hit wheelchair sports camp up to play a show with his band, Rubedo. And I didn't know who Rubedo was, who Greg was, but I was like, yeah, we're, let's do it at the Skylark. So we show up, I show up. And I'm like, hi, I'm Kaylin. Nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, I know who you are. Like, we had three classes together. I'm like, I'm Greg. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And then, yeah, they played. And, I mean, like, it definitely, like, changed my life, like, my Denver world and perspective. And I knew we were going to be tight. After that, I was like, yeah. I mean, since literally that show they've been my favorite band since and uh then greg started unit e the mm-hmm. <coughs> diy venue over here on the west side and 
uh, that's kind of where our bands came up, and that's like where we really like became a community. Like, it's funny, Greg wasn't always playing in wheelchair sports camp, but he was like giving us like the idea for the cover of the album was Greg's at Unit E before he even played in the band. Uh. <laughs> idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and a stalker. And a stalker. Yeah, yeah we were all, like, yeah. both of our bands were kind of just like, what? You know, like, we were just family, like, right mm-hmm. away. You know, we would throw shows, and I'd go to shows, and I was, you know, part of the part of the collective that paid the rent uh-huh. up, <laughs> yeah. up, up all those stairs. We used, to pay the, we used to pay the rent, which is like, we were just like, kind of like we thought we could get away with just like it was donations for mm-hmm. the for the booze and then the cops came and like did like a sting bust on us really yeah and, I, and then um they like put me in the co- in the cop car and all sorts of stuff and i ended up just like and then i was just like one one second happened where they left the car for a second <laughs> to, <laughs> to like talk like because someone was like drunk and like being noisy so they were like oh let's go mess with them and they got out, and then I grabbed my phone, I texted everyone, and I was like, I'm in the back of a cop car. Get out of there, like, shut it down. And then they came in and shut, like, everything down. And then at, at that point, we realized, officially realized that we couldn't just, like, have booze for donation. Yeah. And um, um, I ended up you going... You can't? You can't... Well, like, you have to have, like, a permit. Like, they you did can't a... be a private party? That's what. That's another thing we kind of learned, and that, that's what we did at the, after that. But we still were, like, just kind of shaken up because I was on probation mm-hmm. I couldn't have another thing happen mm-hmm. so like we didn't have um, so we just made we didn't have did, didn't do that anymore we also didn't know what the fuck we were doing <laughs> true and we just did it other than creating I mean DIY yeah and we did it and we did it well and it was like a people. really beautiful spot but it, it was like learn as we go you yeah. know yeah. and like figure it out and navigate it none of us had ever hardly even paid rent at all let alone (laughs) for somebody else you know and like we had to make that money back at the very least you know so like the shows that we threw depended on you know like keeping it alive and like that's what Greg was always really good about and I've been really good about is like connecting people and like you know we have pretty high standards for music I'd say and we know a lot of people and like care about weirdos you know and like want safe places so like it was a really really beautiful time for us to like come up as as artists so yeah that's when that's when i knew greg and i but also greg has been my favorite drummer like since i met him yeah. i don't want to tell him that while he's here <laughs> yeah don't you worry about it yeah. I mean, it was I actually third favorite. you two who brought us together as an official band because uh, oh, you yeah, know, we true. were about to go on tour with the Flowbots, and I was like, drop everything for the next month. We're doing this. How exciting. Let's talk about that tour, because that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like a month that we spent together. What do you guys remember? Y'all were in a minivan, right? Yeah. With like all, with Three usually no years, place to four stay. Years? Yeah, that's still How my life. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah, that was like our like first, years, yeah. you know, like big tour. We had toured like 10, 10 to fourteen days at a time, but never yeah. anything like that. 
but never like really like with rooms that size like you know usually it was more or less like a DIY thing where we were like I hope 10 people come and like enjoy what we're doing and then that was like the first time it was like we could just go and just like there was actually like a green room and yeah. <laughs> snacks in the green room and like uh and like I remember being like also kind of scared because you know y'all have like a younger fan base that excites me but I also know that I cuss a lot so I remember that first show we played <laughs> in Colorado Springs as Greg I'm having a panic attack yeah a panic attack like Greg we have to change the set and like there's no way I can't like you know we got that song about the prison industrial complex and I'm like listing people and it's always like fucking on and fucking on and I'm like I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it yeah. and I see like you know a little kid in the front row and I'm like no I can't do it and then Greg's like it's okay like they it chose us okay. for a reason <laughs> <laughs> they need to hear this and so I play and I did fucking on and fucking on for as long as I could and I get off stage and this dad and this young boy come up to our merch table and he's like that was my kids for show and I was like oh, I'm so sorry and like I really I'm just like I'm already like apologizing right. and he's like no like he needed to hear that <laughs> he was like you know eight and like that was I was like cool we got this like yep. now we're gonna do this and we don't have I like felt really like safe and comfortable and like I mean up, leading up until then I was very like nervous and intimidated right. about how we would be perceived by anybody let alone yeah you know. I mean let's talk about that for a second because you also, it would be funny because you, you perform we're always like, she works with kids, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you do work, you work with young people. Kids is really not the right word because it's, it's young people that are young adults. Um, and it's, you're, as artists, I think all of us probably deal with this where we have this like public persona, which is not the same as like a public persona of like a politician or something. It's a, yeah. But we do, you know, we sometimes are held up that way by people in the community that want to look to what we have to say about different issues. And then we make music, which is supposed to be kind of just as unrestrained and real and raw as it as it possibly can be. And then working with young people, where it's like there's certain guidelines that, as an adult, that were, and standards that were kind of um, are assumed that you will have if you're in that position. How do you at this like for anybody? I'm just curious how like you walk that line. If it's easy, or it's difficult. If it because um, I'll I'll find it confusing sometimes. Yeah, I think like there's like. It depends on, like, your place in it, you know? Like, for me, I don't, you know, I the my extracurricular stuff, like, I teach at a college, so, like, cussing in a college is not, like, a same deal as, like, cussing at, like, an elementary school or something. You work with kids. Like, well, I do work with kids, young. too, but that's, like, private lessons. Right. And I don't know, like, it's, I think that, I think that to my place in the world of this is like I'm kind of like that person that people want their kids to be around to expose mm -hmm. them to that kind of stuff so that it's in a healthy way because it's not I mean the you know the bad things or whatever quote-unquote bad you know bad things are happening all the time but sometimes it's good to hear it from a person with an artistic perspective on it because it's like a healthy way to express those yeah. kinds of things so that's kind of the way I rationalize it to feel okay about like you know, like just being open and being who I yeah. am, because I think that that's kind of my job. And I it guess. seems like parents are hungry for that. 
more than, more often than not, I feel like the reaction you got is like parents will say, no, I just want them, you know, they hear all kinds of stuff anyway. I want them to hear people who have an overall positive direction. Yeah. Or, and for me, it's kind of weird because, like, I, I, I realize this, like, I've been cussing since I could talk. Like, my mother has a really, really bad body now. Mm-hmm. So it's been very normalized for me. And not to say that, like, if I'm around, you know, a bunch of toddlers, that I'm like, F. Sometimes by accident. Right? <laughs> but it does, like, come out in, like, a pretty to me, normal way, and it, again, it's not bad, you know? It's like, um, and at least with my teenagers, um, it's a lot easier to be, you know, with teenagers than, than younger kids because uh, they need it even more, you know? Like, they they don't get to talk to adults. They talk to them like one, you know, one-on-one. It's mm-hmm. like always kind of this like hierarchy of like talking down. Mm-hmm students and I know I felt that as a teenager that like right. I didn't feel safe to like speak the way that I wanted to around my teachers and stuff and that you know like more than me being a teacher like I want to be you know like the homie and mm-hmm. like right. somebody that like cares about like your well-being um so and I think that's what like Youth on Record provides is like more of a place to to be a mentor and and vice versa you know it's like a lot of my students are huge mentors to me mm-hmm. like i learn way more from them and and way more inspired and driven um in my personal music through them so i i yeah for me it's been easy um with this like adapt thing that was like kind of an interesting thing yeah let me just tell you what that was you you recently were arrested and um... yeah so um adapt is you know super legendary uh organization that's been fighting for disabled rights and it started here in denver but i've been trying to get involved with adapt since i started with your sports camp and I'm even wearing an Adapt hoodie, like, on the cover of our CD, which is also oh, yeah. ironic. But uh, I hit him up because I saw something about, like, maybe there would be an action or I don't know. I just saw, like, some weird thing on the Internet, and I emailed him. I was like, yo, I've been trying to get involved forever. What's mm-hmm. up? And she called me the next day and was like, so we're going to go to Cory Gardner's office um, you know, we're going to demand that he votes no on this disastrous, you know, uh, murdering freaking healthcare bill. Can you come, you know, and you guys know I live for that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, of course. And she's like, okay, we're going to have a group outside and we're going to have a group inside. The group inside, you know, will probably get arrested or like, can you get arrested? Yeah. Yep, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I called Michelle, the long girl from uh, the Milk Blossoms, who also teaches with me, and I was like, girl, am I not be in class on Thursday? <laughs> I might get arrested. Come over. And so she came over and kind of like had this crazy spiritual thing mm-hmm. on, on my plat- porch right there, my patio, and uh, went in the next day, not really knowing what to get, not, not knowing what to expect besides maybe I could be arrested. And we begin with a breaking story at Senator Cory Gardner's downtown Denver office. Ten people have been arrested after staging a protest in his office since Tuesday. They all have disabilities and believe they will lose their health care coverage.
We've been here for three f***ing days, two nights. It didn't have to go down like this. The protesters arrived Tuesday morning and they had one demand that Gardner vote against the Republican health care plan. A difficult request considering he helped write it. At first, Gardner's office allowed the protesters to stay and staff members. We sat in there for three days, two nights, got arrested for trespassing, spent 30 hours in jail. And that was a real, that created a weird situation where I'm now, uh, you know, more an activist than a rapper, um, but I'm there because I am a rapper. Yeah. Like, I got involved in the activism through my music. Right. And, I'm foul-mouthed, like, all the time, and they have this live stream going, like, <laughs> the whole time, and they're like, Kaylin, say something to the people, and I'm like, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about Medicaid anymore, and then, like, I'm making all kinds of dirty jokes and, like, being inappropriate, you know? And it was, like, weird and awesome to be able to, like, still have my, you know, I got out of jail, and there's, like, a crowd of uh, hundreds of people. And they're like, what do you have to say to Cory Gardner? And I'm like, freak out. Like, can I say that? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, Cory Gardner. <laughs> you know, like, and I get to do that. Like, <laughs> I haven't, I so far have not been, like, censored. And I am so grateful to be able to, like, do what we're doing right now without having to sacrifice my voice Absolutely. you know because again i have been cussing since i could talk like it is my voice it's your language know? yeah it's your language. but I, i'm curious like what was it like for you knowing that kaylin was going in and so, like and the reports and all that stuff greg so i didn't even know that she was going <laughs> and then i like just like looked on facebook or I can't remember how what I did. I just looked on Facebook or something. And I saw the live. I saw the live stream, and I started like watching and just like commenting and like just messing around. And then I was like, I want to come down there. So I put on it. I'm coming down. And she's like, Yeah, I'll try to get you in. I went down there. Like it's a show. Yeah, yeah. She's I like, got you on the list. Yeah, totally. Yeah, let's let you in. Yeah, can I get a plus one? <laughs> but then uh, we go. I go down there, and there's like no way that I'm going to get in. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, da I'm down there and I start, there's a, there's some, a few people out there and they have a bunch of supplies and stuff. And I just kick it out there for, with them for a while. And we're in this like middle section that I guess is like a privately owned walkway by the Chase building. Mm -hmm. And then they start kicking us out there and like, we just started, you know, it was just like some guard. And I was like, yeah. who are you? Like, are you <laughs> Mr. Chase? Like, who are you <laughs> tell me like, to, I can't stand on this like sidewalk. Like, I just don't get it. And then, like, you know, he just started, he was just getting all frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. So they weren't, like, being very, we didn't have, like, a good, at that point, there was not, like, a good rapport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a pretty obvious I wasn't going to be able to, like, get up there. But then all of a sudden, that once that security guard was off duty um, and the police left, the other security guards were, some of them were kind of cool. Or like at least like a cool enough, mm -hmm. and then that's so cool that like they should get fired when exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. But they were like, you know, they knew that there was people in there with needs, and we needed to bring up supplies to them, you know. Yeah. So uh, we just we got up. yeah, we got up for a little oh my bit. My God, Greg! <laughs> and, then, and she's like, stay the night. I was like, nope. <laughs> Wait, at this point, did you go to the bathroom yet when Greg got up there? I watched them all go to the bathroom. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, man, the stalker thing. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Was that like a did, did you live stream that? Is that what you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely put it on my story. Like, that was the greatest victory of that whole sit-in. It's like, 
pissing in his office. Yeah. yeah they had a whole and system, too. I told her, do it, do it. They brought, like, a kind of DIY, like, bucket pooper because we had been denied access again. Yeah. And uh, once that came up, they were like, gave us the code to the bathroom. Wait, so who did, how did you break the news that you were considering shitting in there? Who were you, who were you interacting with? <laughs> were you like taking, po like, were you taking position like over a potted plant or something? or the, oh. It was just like all up live on Facebook. <laughs> it's such a weird world that we live in now because everything was like public, you know? Like, yeah. I couldn't say shit without, we had, you know, phones. Well, we all right now have four or five phones, you know? Like, right. this was the office and there were nine of us and we all had our phone and we're all live and like, there's one that was set up live the whole time. So we got up there and they were like, nope, can't use the bathroom. This isn't for public use. If you want to use the bathroom, you have to go to Starbucks downstairs. Mm. Meaning we're not going to be able to get the elevator back upstairs. Yeah. Because they control the They wouldn't even let us take the elevator when we were bringing up supplies. Like we were bringing up water and stuff and they were just making us take the stairs. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do? And like, there were dope um, attendants from PASCO. Um, What's PASCO? PASCO is an independent uh, living attendant service. Oh, know? right. So, so people who allows, have attendants full-time with Yeah, them. it gives um, disabled people the option to have their own attendants however they want. You know, mm -hmm. they can provide them for you or you can, like... I can sign Greg up to be my attendant if that's what I want, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do but, I. These attendants ended up playing a role. Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, because Pasco is, you know, created like also through the Wade guy that started Atlantis, which became yeah. Dab. Mm. So everybody's like, it's Denver, you know, we right. are that still that small town where it's all connected, you know. Um, so they were bringing us in supplies, and they're like, we'll bring you everything you need. You know, they brought stuff to, like, help people with their catheters, and they brought stuff, uh, what do they call them, chucks. The, like, um, waterproof uh, bed sheets that they use, like, in hospitals um, or, like, under your seat. Right. Oh, okay. They were even, so they like... brought, like, hella supplies. And I was like, no, I just need a cup, you know, and so I put it in a cup. <laughs> office and uh, where'd you put it in a cup <laughs> where's the cup now it's uh, in the mayor's office but that's fascinating the attendance because the attendants are basically i think kind of duty bound the same way like a sign language interpreter would be right yeah like what are their what are their obligations in a situation like that i mean i, I assume that they I guess. Oh, the mayor's calling you. Because <laughs> um, that one lady, she was like a boss lady. She was the one that like was like, we're going. Help me grab some stuff. And I was like, oh, well, she was in a, she had like shaved. She was Pasco. Yeah, yeah she, she was sweet. And she even like made like a whole bathroom for them. Like she like held curtain, up a sheet, yeah. curtain, like into a trash oh, can. She was a boss. She was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, um, that was also hope, hope. There were a lot of hopes. But, um, so, I, you know, it should have been their obligation to allow attendance with us because that's yeah. what we need. That being said, they don't really have to do anything, you know. So it was like this dynamic between who was more accommodating at the time. Was it 
the building staff and if it was, which one of them were, you know, yeah. some of the security guards were down, some, some of them weren't. Some of them weren't. Like, yeah. the security <laughs> gardener's staff acted real down when we got there, mm -hmm. and they were like, nope, no bathroom, they turned off the air, then they started being like real shysty. That mm -hmm. place next door was like calling the police on them constantly. So Call like, the police on who? On them. Oh, really? So what? They were noisy when they weren't. Uh, yeah. Oh, I read my police report today. And it, it has a, 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 like, summary from the building manager and the American title company. That's what it is. They were... Give them a bad score nervous. on Google. They were oh, worried yo. for their life and that we were harassing <laughs> We were harassing them. <laughs> like, harassing them. We definitely were. Now I want you. Yeah, like... It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even, like... So it was, so like, this charge? weird thing of, like, shifting between, like, who's down and who can we talk to and who who are we nice to right now? Who's nice to us, you know? And that, that's where back to that language thing came from, came, comes from for me is, like, I'm on some, like, everybody shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, all y'all are against us, you know? But you I also had to, like, play it cool and, like... <laughs> For us to get some negotiating power, yeah. we also had to abide by their rules. You know, the first day it was like, should we get arrested? We The cops came and were ready to arrest us. Mm -hmm. And then um, Cory Gardner's staff was like, we want to accommodate you. So we're like, cool. So we're going to like be quiet and we're going to play by your rules because we might actually get a meeting. Yeah. But, you know, Which is so kind of crazy just to put it in perspective. Like y'all went in there to get a meeting. Yeah. No, we went in there to get a no. Yeah. We went in there to get a no. But it, were, I mean, were you asking for a meeting? To a no. Okay. We you didn't went in there. We go but... in there to meet with him. We went in there to demand that he votes no on any health care bill that was going to strip our Medicaid services. Okay. But I mean, were you also were you seeking a conversation where yeah, you could? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to get a conversation for him to say no. You know, yeah. for sure. Right. But he was in D.C. the whole time and. You know, he couldn't talk to us. Like, there were so many ways to talk to us. But, right. you know, it's also very clear. And that's where I come from as a rapper. You know, like, I've never trusted this dude. I've never liked this dude. I know exactly what he represents, who he represents. Right. You know, so again, I come in on this, like, F you, Steve. But I also can't negate, like, the negotiating leverage that these activists are making. So I had to, like... That's where I had to like kind of wear my faces. Like, I can't be too f you in this one situation because they're like about to like send an email that's like you know right. getting some discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's what was cool about being with all those people is like some of those people like play that policy making, yeah. negotiating thing better. And so like when. I got out of jail and like we did finally get a meeting with him. I remember being like so cool that I've been invited into his office after all the shit I've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Like they knew who wheelchair sports camp was. Mm -hmm. Like he did not say a word to me. He said hi to everybody on the phone except me. Like he very well knows who I am, but I still got access into his you know office. I'm not gonna like get on the phone and like start taking up space when these people that I'm with, like, they know policies, right, they right. know, like, numbers, they know statistics, you know, and so, like, I got out, and then I was like, cool, I don't want to, like, 
step on anybody's like negotiating power with my rapper mouth and then the next day he got on the news after our meeting and was still on some like I don't give he was like we still have problems with Medicaid, able-bodied people using them, blah, 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 blah. And so then I called Greg and I was like, yo, I gotta make this diss track. Jay <laughs> just sent me this beat. <laughs> I, was, I haven't heard the diss track. Oh. oh shit, Jamie. Maybe we can put it in the, yeah, yeah. Put it in the podcast. Do it, yeah, do it. Yeah, heard our album or the diss track. I have the album. We're about to make you a diss track. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so it's crazy. I'm like... It's the day after we meet him. We're also having to rearrange a prison tour because we had ironically booked a tiny box detour mm-hmm. that right. was supposed to happen the week after I got out of jail. This is a series of shows in Colorado in rural yeah, communities and prisons, some of them in prisons. Four prisons and two on the res. And Wait, so what's your charge then? Because I heard about this, that you're not allowed... Trespassing. Trespassing. Right. So come to find out that... We can't volunteer in the prison with any kind of pending charge. The only way to do the tour was if I could get my charge dropped within three days, which is just like not gonna happen. So I'm like on the phone with the Department of Corrections, with my lawyer, with Greg, with all these people. QAnon sends me a beat completely out of the blue called Speaking My Mind, (laughs) this crazy protest sample. I'm like, I have, I just start writing, and it's mean, it's like just getting meaner, and I'm like, (laughs) call Greg, and I'm like, yo, we gotta make this diss track, but I'm like making a like rapper diss track, it's like (laughs) calling him a bitch, (laughs) he knows who I am, and I don't want to also sacrifice, you know, the leverage that all these activists have been making, can I do this, and we're like, we were having a conversation about like, what's okay and what's not. And then he got on the news and was like, you know, still not giving a shit. And I was like, fuck this. And he just kind of like, like acted like he like was trying to help, which yeah. is just, it's just not true. You know, like to me, that's worse than like hearing a cuss word or something. Like, yeah, he's right. just like, he's lying to the people about what he's, what his intentions are. Mm-hmm. So, so he deserved it. all nighter and we recorded this diss track till 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, not like nine hours straight. We were just like delirious. <laughs> Everybody had left at that time besides us, and we were just like, Ugh. I mean, I think it's very likely that we're going to point people to that diss track on yeah. Yeah. this podcast. Um, There's a picture of my mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny mugshot. <laughs> Good news is, for now, things have been successful. Yeah, like Skinny Wheel died, which was bullshit in the first place. But, you know, it's like the fight is definitely not over. And I'm like, it was very effective. Like, I mean, my Twitter just started, like, blowing up when Mm -hmm. we got in there. And it was like, whoa, this is happening, you know. Um, And, like, senators were, like, pulling their support, you know. And they were like... When we were there, when we showed up, there was a bill, and everybody had read it. When we got there, we got into the office, they decided they're going to extend their recess. So then we're there, and there is no more bill. They're like, how can we vote on a bill we haven't seen? Classic. Yeah. Right? 
And so we're like, well, we're not going until we see the bill until we know, you know? And then, like, it was just this game, like, oh, we still don't know. We still don't know. Every day we're like, what's up? You know, like, give us the updates. Like, and for me, I was like, we don't even need an update. Can you just tell us that if these Medicaid services are at right. risk that you're going to vote no? Right. That's it, you know? <laughs> like, right. we don't have to see it to know that you're going to support Medicaid, you know? Yeah, because we know what he's like a servant to. He's a servant to money. Right. That's the only <laughs> thing I said to him on the phone. At, uh, like I only chimed in at the very end of our phone conference, and was like, "So as of today, can you say that you will not support anything that strips our services?" And he couldn't, you know, because yeah. he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> deserve health. <laughs> All right, so that's Kalen and Greg from Wheelchair Sports Camp. Uh, Greg is also in a band, Rubedo. To find out more about all their amazing projects, you'll find a link in the uh, description below. And then also, like, if you want to find out about the diss track, if you want to find out more about Adapt, um, if you want to find out more about how you can harass Cory Gardner or your own local politician, uh, please look for all of that information in the link below. Thank you again.